Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by Bobcat legend and coach Bobby Daly. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Mitch. Of course, of course. So I want to talk a little bit about how you got recruited to Montana State. I know you said it was kind of a family thing, but what was your recruitment process like? Yeah, you know, um, at Capitol High School uh, in Helena, Montana, um, you know, I I played there for my dad, for Coach Sampson. Um, and you mentioned, uh, you know, my dad having gone to Montana State. So I, I certainly grew up a Bobcat fan. I grew up a Montana State fan. Uh, and as I was going through my junior and senior year and the recruiting process, you know, the opportunities that I had to play college football from a scholarship standpoint um, were in the Frontier Conference, you know, Carroll College, Montana Tech, Montana Western, Montana Northern, those were kind of the four schools that um, had offered me scholarship opportunities. Um, but I also had an opportunity uh, to walk on at Montana State. And, uh, you know, that wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Uh, I was certainly wanted to be a scholarship guy and I thought I had, had done enough um, throughout my career uh, to be a scholarship guy, but now, you know, being in the coaching world, shoes on the other foot, I, I certainly understand why I wasn't. Um, you know, I played defensive end. I played defensive end at Capitol High School, um, and I don't necessarily fit the build as far as what most Division I co college football coaches are looking for out of a defensive end. And, uh, you know, being six foot, six one, you know, about 210 pounds, uh, I was a little bit short levered, if you will. You know, um, I thought I did a very good job rushing the uh, rushing the quarterback in high school. And I thought I was a very good defensive end in high school. But, um, you know, understanding now what coaches are looking for, I wasn't exactly a division one defensive end, which, you know, I kind of found out later once I decided to walk on at Montana State and uh you know, they, they brought me in and I played defensive end uh, throughout fall camp. And um, after going through fall camp, um, I had, you know, I was on the scout team and just because of numbers, they, they moved me to linebacker for scout team purposes. And it wasn't a position that I had ever played. Uh, so it was fairly uncomfortable at first, um, but just for spending that first fall of college football, um, reading a scout card and lining up and just reacting to what I saw. It was something that came fairly natural to me. Um, so um, ended up, you know, uh, making that transition to linebacker in the spring of my freshman year. And, and then um, having redshirted that year, I had four years to play. I cracked the two deep um, going into my uh, true, I guess my redshirt freshman year. And due to an injury, ended up starting seven or eight games as a freshman, and the, and the rest is kind of history. But I, I guess to get back to your original question, uh, how my recruitment went, um, I just looked at Montana State as an opportunity um, to be where I wanted to be. You know, I wanted to be in Bozeman. I wanted to play for Montana State. That was the team that I grew up loving as a kid. Um, and, and I looked at the walk-on opportunity as – you know, it was something that kind of, um, you know, put a chip on my shoulder. It was something, mm -hmm. you know, I looked at the different kids around the state who were getting scholarships and I felt like I was better than them. Um, you know, uh, I, I had competed against those guys all the way through high school. Um, 
And, you know, I just had a higher opinion of myself than the other coaches did, I guess, around the state. So uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to have two parents that would support that, that decision for me. And, um, you know, I think I made it worth their while having earned a full ride scholarship after that uh, freshman year. So, yeah, that was kind of uh, my, my recruiting story in a nutshell. That's awesome. So what I remember from your playing days is you were one heck of a hard hitter. So how did you get that mentality to just hit someone as hard as you possibly could? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, being around the sport, my dad was a, a coach, a high school football coach. I understood the physical nature of the game. Um, and that was something that came fairly natural to me. Um, but I, I grew up a wrestler. You know, my dad put me in wrestling as a five-year-old and I kind of faded out. Uh, I ended up going the basketball route. So uh, probably around, you know, fifth or sixth grade, I stopped wrestling. But that just uh, when you're used to putting your hands on people and, you know, shooting single legs, shooting double legs um, from a young age, the tackling piece of football came very natural to me. Uh, and like I said, the physical part uh, was nothing was something I never shied away from. So I had I had pretty good technique as far as tackling is concerned. And and I, I love the physical nature of the game of football. For sure. So the Big Sky Conference is a grind. Talk to me about the competitive nature of the Big Sky Conference when you were playing. Yeah, you know, when I was playing uh, every week, there was there was no easy games on the schedule. And that seems to be the case these days, too. Uh, I mean, the conference has changed uh, a little bit since I was playing. Uh, we have a couple more uh, teams in the conference. But, man, if you're, uh, you know, the Big Sky champion, they earn it, man. Every year, it doesn't seem like there's one team that typically runs the table, you know, usually right. we kind of beat each other up and, you know, have a one loss or a two loss team that ends up winning uh, the big sky conference. And I think that just kind of speaks to the level of football. Um, you know, I, I coached at the university of Idaho before coming back to Montana state and we were in FBS school um, playing in the Sun Belt. And, and, you know, actually having uh, quite a bit of success, you know, in 2016, we're nine and four, won a bowl game, um, had a decent year in 2017. Um, but then we transitioned uh, to the Big Sky Conference in 2018. And I think there was some different opinions around Idaho football as to whether, you know, this would be at least a more competitive, easier conference for us. And I knew I knew from having played in it and as soon as I turned on the film that, you know, moving no. down is one thing, but moving into the big sky conference is a different animal now. And, uh, you know, I think uh, just looking at, you know, the different schools that have had success in this conference and have the longevity, um, you know, I think it is the right conference for the university of Idaho, but it certainly wasn't an easy transition for us. For sure. So, um, you know, you had success playing and then now you've kind of transitioned into coaching. So what made you want to transition into coaching? Yeah, you know, I never really got away from the game of football. Um, you know, after I was done playing um, for Montana State, I played three seasons of arena football. Um, 
And then after, right after I was done playing arena football, I got into coaching high school football down at Bozeman High School. And it was more of a, a hobby for me at the time. I, I worked a full-time job or a couple different jobs that, you know, equaled out to be about a full-time job. But, uh, you know, football is just something that I've always had a passion for. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that I learned growing up, you know, my dad was very passionate about the game of football. He was a high school football coach, but he didn't necessarily love his job that he, his nine to five that he went and did every day. And I kind of, I looked at that and I found, you know, like if there is some way that I could be a football coach and make a living doing that, mm. uh, that's something that I could really enjoy going to work and doing every day. And, you know, it, it didn't happen right away. Um, like I said, I was a, a high school football coach at Bozeman High, um, but then an opportunity presented itself at the University of Idaho due to really the relationships that my dad had made as a coach. He coached Paul Petrino when Paul was in high oh, school. Yeah. He played for Paul's dad at, at Carroll College. And, you know, it was Paul Petrino that gave me my opportunity as a graduate assistant in college football. And, you know, I went out there kind of on a whim, you know, it was one of those things like I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, but I looked at it as an opportunity, if nothing else, to get my master's paid for. And, you know, after two years of being a graduate assistant, I was able to complete my master's and coach Petrino wanted to keep me on staff and he found a role for me as the director of football operations. So um, I wasn't on the field as a coach. Um, but I was very happy with that job, A, because I was getting a paycheck finally, um, you know, going two years without a paycheck is very difficult, but, uh, yeah. um, you know, I was getting a paycheck and, you know, I, I had a lot of conversations with my parents and it was just one of those things where I was like, if I don't get to be a coach, I think I would be okay with that because I am around the game of football every day uh, mm -hmm. as the director of football operations. So. I enjoyed that job. I enjoyed the role that I had at the University of Idaho. And then after two years of doing that job, you know, uh, the linebacker uh, job came open and, and I, I talked with Coach Petrino about it. And, uh, you know, he gave me an opportunity once again uh, to get my first college football coaching job. So um, I, I, I owe a lot to that man. Um, he gave me my start, gave me all the opportunities that was able uh, to bring me back to my alma mater and be a linebacker coach here at Montana State University. That's awesome. So then what was that like when you got the opportunity to come back to Bozeman and coach here at your alma mater? You know, I was, I was really excited because in 2019 is when I got the job. That was also the year um, that I got married. So I, I got the job in January. My wedding was planned for March. Um, oh, so no. We how we were moving, we were uh, looking to buy a house and we were uh, getting married all in about a, a three month span. So it was a whirlwind, but I knew um, my support system here in Montana is is was going to be very helpful for my wife. My wife is uh, from Dallas, Texas, um, doesn't have a lot of ties to the northwest. So um, getting her around uh, a support system and people that she knows care about us and can help us if, if we need it uh, was important to me. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is, this is home for me. You know, I, I've lived in Bozeman three different times now in my life. Once 
um, you know, as a player, uh, came back and coached at Bozeman High and then now coming back to, uh, to coach at Montana State. So Bozeman's home for me. My folks still live in Helena. My sister lives in Helena. My brother lives in Billings. So I'm kind of right in the middle of everything as far as family is concerned. So this, it, it was just a no-brainer for me to be able to come back to my alma mater and then also have that support system for my family. That's awesome. So, I mean, talk to me a little bit about what your day-to-day duties are as a coach for MSU. Yeah, you know, you kind of, there's just like there's seasons in the year, there's kind of seasons in in a football coach's life as well. So obviously uh, the most important season is the fall, you know, when we're in season and that's the busiest time for us too, as coaches, Um, you know, it's a seven day a week job at that point. Um, We're getting in early, you know, our meetings, uh, we practice in the mornings here at Montana State. So our meetings start at 7 a.m. So I'm in the door by 6 a.m. at the latest, you know, and, um, you know, we're probably leaving in the evenings, you know, around 8, 9, 10 o'clock, depending on how things are going throughout the day. So they're long days, um, but they're very rewarding, too. And they're very structured, you know. Um, that's the one thing I like about being in season is you know what you're doing on Sunday. You know right. exactly what you're doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You have you have some things each day that you need to get done, and whether that's from practice to meetings to, you know, studying your opponent to film breakdown to putting together a game plan. All that stuff kind of fits in throughout the day, but the most rewarding day and the funnest day uh, is obviously Saturdays, you know, and that's oh, why, sure. that's why you get into college football coaching. Uh, I, uh, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie, I guess you will. Some people would say, I guess I would have to agree with it, but there's a certain type of adrenaline that you get from playing football on Saturdays as a player, but um, that, that part of me never left. So getting back into coaching and still, uh, being able to feel like you got skin in the game on Saturdays and ride that roller coaster, man. It's uh, it's uh, it's definitely a fun thing to be a part of. So um, that would be the fall. And then, you know, winter uh, is more so recruiting, you know, it's a big recruiting period for us. Our guys are in training spring ball. We get to get back into the coaching aspect of things. Uh, it's a little bit uh, it's not nearly as uh, grueling as the fall because at least here we, uh, we don't, practice every day in spring ball we break it up usually three times a week so you get a little bit of time in between practices and don't feel like you have to get so much done in a short amount of time and then the summer period is which where we're at right now is is camp season uh we've been uh doing camp since june 3rd we've got our last camp um on tomorrow actually Uh, and then we get a little bit of time off as coaches so those are kind of the four seasons of being a football coach. Um, and, you know, so some, sometimes it's, uh, you know, in the falls, it's pretty grueling, but we're uh, getting close to vacation time. So I know my wife is excited about that. <laughs> awesome. So what is your role in recruiting for MSU? I am our in-state recruiter. Um, so I, uh, you know, I monitor the state of Montana and, you know, you know, with the help of my coworkers and all the coaches on the staff, uh, you know, it's my job to bring in the best kids from the state of Montana um, into this program. And, you know, I think if you were to ask those guys across the hill, um, you know, I think 
they would say the same thing that the Montana kids that we bring into these two programs in the state are really the backbone of the success that we were able to have around here. Uh, these kids from the state of Montana growing up in Montana, we're a football state. Mm -hmm. um, they love, you know, you're either a cat or a Grizz fan. There's no real <laughs> in between. Um, so it, it's fun getting into these homes of different kids throughout the state and getting a feel for their upbringing, you know, and understanding uh, their family life and, and what's important to them. But by and large, you know, when you get a Montana kid, you know, you're going to get a hard worker. Um, you know, you're going to get a kid that is coachable. You know, you're going to get a kid that's willing to be developed. And you know, you're going to get a kid that wants to be a part of these programs. And, you know, college football has gotten so um, finicky these days with the transfer portal and different things that, you know, um, the loyalty aspect of players to a program um, isn't as high as it's been in the past, but you mm -hmm. know, at least in my opinion, if you bring a Montana kid into these programs that they're going to stick it out um, regardless of whether you're a walk on like myself or you're a second round draft pick, like Troy Anderson, you know, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just being honest, Troy could have played anywhere in the country this year if he wanted to, you know, right. um, and he decided he wanted to be at Montana state. So I think that's what you get from a kid from Montana. For sure. Well, that leads me into my next question. What was it like to coach Troy? Uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a great kid, man. Uh, comes from a great family. Um, a lot of things that I just kind of talked about, he's blue collar. He grew up on a ranch, you know, so mm -hmm. he understands the value of going out and working hard every day. Um, He's a very humble guy. You know, he does not, not the guy that wants to be in the spotlight, although that's pretty much where he's been for the last four <laughs> or five years. Um, but, you know, I think the piece that a lot of people don't get to see is how he interacts with his teammates. He's a great teammate. Um, he's not afraid to, uh, you know, get under somebody's uh, skin a little bit, talk a little crap, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know there, there's certain things that, you know, you might not expect from Troy Anderson that you do get to see when he's interacting with, with his teammates. And uh, I think that's good. It's all comes from a good spot. Um, he likes to push people's buttons a little bit, uh, especially on the offensive side of the football. So um, now he, he's a great kid. He was a lot of fun to work with. Um, he's extremely intelligent, um, you know, between him and Callahan O'Reilly, those were yeah. the two uh, starting linebackers last year. I just felt like I could give them more information than I was able to really give any other group of linebackers that I've given in the past, just because they retain information so well. They're just so smart and um, it made coaching them very easy and made coaching them very fun. So. For sure. So how cool was it to see last year you had kind of like this big resurgence of Bobcat football? I mean, I think there were six or seven guys that were either drafted or signed, of course, the national championship. How cool was it to have that year last year? Yeah, it was it was extremely cool. Um, just having been a pro part of the program for so long and just seeing the ups and downs, you know, when my dad was taking me to games in the nineties, the Bobcats weren't necessarily in a great place, you know, um, weren't, weren't winning a lot of football games. And then, you know, Kramer gets here in the early two thousands and kind of gets this ship turned the right way. Um, right. And that's, 
you know, when they won the, um, won a big sky conference championship, I want to say in 2002. And then I got here in 04 and we were able to, you know, continue to win and go to the playoffs and then watching my brother's career where, you know, at different point, I, I can't remember what year, but uh, Montana state was the number one team in the country for a stretch of time, you know, making the playoffs, mm -hmm. and then, you know, having a little bit of a dip and then having coach choke come back in here and revive the program. And then, you know, go on to do big things themselves and hands it over to coach vegan. And we're able to take another step, you know, from the semifinals to get to the finals, you know, I just, I just think we're in a really good spot. Um, our support is awesome from our community, from our alumni, from just everybody wants to be a part of this program right now. And uh, that, that a lot of people don't understand, but that, that really helps, you know, um, mm -hmm. it helps, to go out on the road recruiting and be able to tell a kid that you're going to play in front of a sold out crowd every time we're at home. And that's, that separates us, especially in the big sky conference. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of good football being played in the big sky conference, but as far as um, the, the support from the fan base, I mean, I, I don't think there's a better place uh, in the country to be than uh, here at Montana state. So um, we're very fortunate and, uh, I think because of the national recognition that we were able to get last year from being on that national stage um, is only going to help us going forward as far as recruiting is concerned. For sure. So I got to ask, what's the outlook for the team this year in your eyes? <laughs> hey, man, uh, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're we set a standard last year. You know, we set the standard and we were. We were very close to obtaining our, our number one goal, which was the national championship. And there's a lot of guys around here that got a taste of that. So um, that's that's where our goals are set. You know, and there, there's no reason for us not to be able to attain them. But um, there's a lot of hard work that needs to be put in still. You know, our guys are up here every morning and throughout the day working their butts off and uh you know, there's no promise that we're going to get an opportunity to get back there. It's going to be the hard work that gets us there. And I think our guys understand that piece of it. Um, we've got a lot of guys that are returning. Um, so I feel good about where our roster is at. Um, but at the end of the day, this is football, man, and anything can happen on Saturday. So we got to get out here. And uh, once the fall hits, we, we got to win football games and the rest will take care of itself. For sure. Well, hey, Bobby, I want to thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your day. I know you have a busy schedule, so thank you so much for coming on. Of course, man. Thanks for having me anytime. All right, great. Well, hey, thank you so much, and hopefully we'll see a lot of winning on Saturdays this fall, huh? That's the plan. That's the plan. All right. All right. Have a good rest of your day. See you, Mitch. See ya.